it's usually pretty good. Yeah, I guess that'll be the intro bit because it it's the first podcast, uh, first of our, you know, first Shack Funk of 2022. And I guess that's all we have yeah. to say about that because I don't know. I mean, yeah, whatever. It's everything's not been the first... delayed forever, so. It's probably not the first podcast of 2022. Like, I'm, I'm sure yeah, somebody no. was doing one. I've listened um, to a few already where we're too late. But the a lot uh, of those were recorded, well, I mean, a lot of them were recorded in 2021 ahead of 2022, but I know the new weekly manga recap said they were recorded on the 5th, so they were recorded in the new year before us. Those bastards. Yeah. Nobody ever watch or listen to a thing they ever do. Mm. I mean, I, I've <laughs> dropped off Dice Funk, so I have no idea if Chris ever came back or not. I know his like work schedule took him out of season eight partway through, and and then I gave up on it. And I don't know. I've, like, I guess the season wrapped up or is wrapping up because somebody asked to reopen the post mortem section so they can all ask questions and. I mean, I just ask, how are you doing? Because yeah. I don't know what else to ask. And people are asking things like, I, I don't know what you're talking about. Something about a dream world and a gray world <laughs> and uh, the <laughs> yokai creatures. And I guess one of them was important or something. I mean, where I dropped off, a sh- the sheep character murdered Laura's character. And I'm like, yeah, fuck this. I'm done. And spoilers. I don't know what happened. Yeah, yeah spoilers for season eight. Whatever. I, if you, I, if you were I listening listen... to season eight, you should have listened to it before listening to Shack Funk. If you're listening to Shack Funk, you're probably like the other old guard of the community who have all dropped off listening to the show that we all banded around in the first place. I listened to the first episode of season eight because I I, I was curious, um, but I was never going to listen to it until it was done anyway mm. because I like marathoning things. Have you marathoned all the other seasons? Uh, like the last three, four, three, right? Which uh, one was season six? Six was <laughs> the one with the planescape. Um, the one at, with the planes. But the, yeah, like the afterlife one. Not not the airplanes. There's no there's oh. no Ace Combat season. Oh. No, it's oh. it's lame. Yeah, it's the planes like planes of existence, and it was it's like the afterlife and they go to heaven and hell and they're playing bad people for the most part, and then Laura collapses the whole universe at the end in the name of some kind of social justice thing. Spoiler. Yeah. <laughs> Because yeah. if you'd marathoned him, I was going to ask you what happened in season seven. Because I listened to the whole thing as it aired, and I barely know what happened. Um, um, like in general. <laughs> I mean, like I, I guess I vague like uh, what I remember of season seven. Spoilers. Um, okay, so there's, it's like the post-apocalypse now after Nifix collapsed the universe in season six. And there's, like, an evil king guy with, like, elemental powers, and he has a bunch of daughters who all have elemental powers, and Chris is playing one of yeah. them. And, um... He eventually plays two of them, I believe. Uh, I know he played alongside one that Austin was playing. I don't know if he started playing another I, one. I know the the 
one he was playing was calling herself the White Wolf, but then ended up going yeah. by a different name by the end. And I guess she killed herself or something as part of a thing that brought her back with more power. I, I don't know. Like everybody was up at arms about it. I don't know what the what even happened. Um, I know her name changed, and it, it took me a while to realize that was the same person because I wasn't paying attention. And uh, something about I... a nuclear facility, nuclear power, nuclear elemental or something. I know, like, yeah. nuclear waste got involved, or I don't know. Um, and I, meanwhile, everybody little light else was on... running around the desert as part of Conrad's sex cult and started a revolution, and Conrad's character got so mutilated that he ended up just being recreated as a different creature and pretended yeah. that his old self died so he could have, you know, ascended or whatever he needed to tell his cult in the name of his old identity. Yeah, and I like assume the revolution was successful because I don't remember what happened after that. Yeah, I'm I'm a little light on details because that was like ten months ago. Mm. <laughs> but um, yeah, uh, her, what was her name? Uh, Sabrina. So, uh, yeah. Well, know. yeah. No, I mean Sabrina might have been the sister because Clear, I think, was the name. Or, or was but, that one of his previous? Ca- I I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I I forget. Um mm. and it was also I think part of it and I'd said at the time that yeah, part of why I think I couldn't follow what was going on. Like it was partly that I wasn't in the chats anymore, so I wasn't keeping up with everybody just nitpicking every little detail that happened. Um but also that they didn't have the last time on Dice Funk that season. So it's it, cuz every episode started off with some some you know journal log something from yeah here's mom who went off on her own adventure i guess and it loosely ties in with the things that are happening in the present in the characters who are showing up in the present we see them in the past but i i didn't care i i mostly skipped over those because it just tonally felt so different from you know like like, yes, there's a story, but it's usually more conversational. That, you know, like people are able to interject and joke about things that are happening. And when it's one character talking to themselves or just to Austin, it feels like, you know, j- just kind of dry. Yeah, it, it's, it, it's, it's like a script in the middle of an improv show, and it feels kind of weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and sometimes it just feels like gloomy poetry. That's. Uh, I mean, th- that's exactly what it was. It rhymed and everything. Mm. Well, it occasionally or sometimes rhymed. Okay, so it's like a Star Wars movie. I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> uh, Austin George Lucas Yorski. Hmm. Uh, yeah. So yeah. yeah, I mean, season eight was fun I, until the death happened, and then I just didn't want to listen anymore. I mean, I really enjoyed listening to season to season seven. I just don't remember a lot of details about it. Mm. Like i i was I was into the story as it was ongoing, 
Um, but then I was like, yeah, I, I guess I'll drop this out of my mind because there's a lot of shit going on right now. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Because that was the start of 2021. Oh, uh, yeah. Or, or like, I don't know. When would season eight have started? In like March or April? Ah, uh, I, I guess. I don't know. So, yeah. Yeah, because I was thinking, because a lot of podcasts have been talking about, oh, it's the new year and doing like their either looking back at the previous year or doing a top 10 list. I know some people on the Discord have been doing, like, their top 10 games or, like, and I don't, I, I'm sure there were things that came out before September of 2021, but I don't remember a lot. Like, I know new movies weren't really a thing until, like, late summer, I guess. Because, like, like, Black Widow went to streaming as well as, theaters and that was in the middle of the summer and then i know shang chi was the first time i went back to theaters and that was in september and then they just kind of flooded the fall and december but you know like last episode we had so many new movies because they dumped them all the week before christmas and now we're in a dry season again especially because the only thing there was was morbius which i didn't really want to see in theaters i just wanted to read a summary of it when it came out but it's been delayed till April now. Partly because Sony realized they can actually make money off their movies because Spider-Man made a bunch of money. So instead of dropping it in the January desert where bad movies go to die, um, they're, they're going to try to give it more of a chance, I guess. Put it in the spring. Yeah, COVID, COVID is still ruining everything. Um yeah, because in the in the first half of the year, Delta ruined everything in the summer, mm. and then people and then companies started re- releasing things again in like September, like you said. Yeah, and then um, the new variant <laughs> um, is stopping that again. Mm. So, yay! Well, Fun I, times I mean, to live in. Spider Man made a. Over like one point three billion dollars and counting, so oh, yeah. th- there's absolutely a market there. Um, the the hype the hype for Spider Man is big enough that people will go <laughs> risk their lives to see it. Mm. Um, I don't I don't know if any other property other than maybe Avengers has that kind of pull. Star Wars at this probably point in time would. Yeah, like even even Star Wars. I mean, though, Rise like, of Skywalker I, I, I is think, a terrible movie, and it made over a billion dollars. Well, yeah, but I I I think it legitimately hurt the brand. Well, yeah, enough to to, to where like if they released a new one, I don't know. Like, yeah, I, it couldn't just be anything with the Star Wars name on it. Yeah, you know? like they they couldn't throw out another Han Solo, mm. um, and. Like, expect people to go in droves to see it, I think. Well, yeah, and even, like, Solo, I think, only made, like, 400,000 or something. Or, not, 400 million, maybe. Yeah. It didn't make anywhere I, near a billion. Um, like, if if they started a new trilogy, like, maybe, I don't know. Mm. Like, all the, all the side stories that they put out in the past, what, six years? I don't think... Uh, I don't think those have the kind of pull they wanted anyway. Well, yeah, I mean, they've, they've mostly transitioned to TV at this point. 
Um, yeah. Speaking of which, there's two episodes of Book of Boba Fett out now, and it's it's decent. You know, I'm in, I'm enjoying it. It's not like you know, run out and got to see it now the way Mandalorian was, but it, it's good for what it is. Yeah. yeah, the way I hear, it's like Mando light. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's it's interesting in that it's like telling two stories. Like a a story in the present and also flashbacks to a story in the past, that like th- there's just there's parts where like Boba is in, like he sleeps in a back to chamber, to like heal the scars from the sarlacc. I guess you know <laughs> ongoing pain from that probably, but to hear the scars on his heart. Yeah, but every time he does that, he like flashes back to when he first got out of the sarlacc. And then Jawas stole his armor, and then he got captured by Tuscans, and he's, you know, earns the Tuscans' respect and learns how to fight with, you know, the, the gaffy stick and helps them deal with, you know, people who were attacking them and stuff. So the, there's, like, a story happening in the past that is very little dialogue. You know, it's just him and the Tuscans. Um, and then in the present... He's trying to establish himself as the new crime lord, but nobody is taking him seriously. Especially because, as of the second episode, two huts who are like cousins of Jabba come into town and say, uh, well, Jabba was our cousin, so all of his stuff is ours. Uh, get the fuck out of here, Boba Fett. And he's, you know, trying to stake his claim on it. Yeah. Boba Fett never really hit me as a crime boss. <laughs> it, it is a weird angle to take on him. Yeah. Like, I, like, I mean, you you don't need to make him a bounty hunter again, right? Like, that's not necessary. Mm. But, and, like, the, but the like, Manda- Mandalorian story already kind of covers our need for a Mandalorian bounty hunter story. Yeah. Right. Like, I... He doesn't... Boba Fett doesn't seem like a leader <laughs> mm. like he the the one famous for barely talking and looking cool yeah like there there was a time in the the old books where he became the leader of the planet mandalore but that was more a case like one he was very reluctant to do it you know he it took like i want to say at least like a decade or two before he finally said fine i'll do it um and also the invasion of the yuzhan vong um, before he, you know, stepped up and decided to take a leadership role. Um, but, yeah, no, taking over Jabba's palace seems like just a spur-of-the-moment idea. Yeah, it, it seems more like a reference than <laughs> a thing that you would expect to happen in a Boba Fett story. Yeah, and I think part of why I'm enjoying it is because I like the imagery around Jabba's palace so much. And it's like, we get to see some new rooms in the palace that you didn't get to see in Return of the Jedi. And, like, we got confirmation that Max Rebo is still alive. So, you know, I mean, I'll, I'll still keep using those memes of, you know, where were you the day Max Rebo died. But, um, he didn't die. He got off the, um, the sail barge. <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, he's, he's playing piano so- in, uh, Another so are, are you are you are you telling me Max Rebo is not kill? Nope, nope, he is live. <laughs> Hooray! Yep, yep. No, Max Max Rebo 
is alive and playing piano in a club in downtown Mos Espa. Uh, although I don't see the rest of the band there, so either they broke up or maybe Sice Noodles was killed. Although I don't remember if she even showed up on the sail barge. I know Max Rebo was there, but I, I don't I don't remember if any of the other band members were shown there. Um, sad jazz music. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah Sice just... Noodles is too busy trying to figure out if she's a puppet or a CGI character. Yeah. With, with like, not tits, but kind of tits. Mm. Like, it's weird. Yeah. It's like, is she a jerky puppet <laughs> whose legs can barely move, or is she a CGI thing that's, like, long snout mouth is waving in front of the camera. Yeah. That was the worst scene in, in the... that Like, that was the worst special edition ad, right? Uh, Does everybody agree? I, like, aside from maybe... It's, it's like definitely the, the biggest of, change that they made. Aside from, like, the replacement of Anakin, maybe? Although there, there was also people... the whole scene with Jabba and, like, Han stepping on Jabba's tail. Like that was a whole deleted scene that got added back in. For... Yeah. I don't. I don't think that was a bad scene mm. necessarily. Like I think it was awkward the way it was just fit in there, um, half finished. But yeah, I mean, I think like for the overall structure of the trilogy, it works better if Jabba the Hutt is just a name that Greedo drops than having yeah. Jabba show up and like, oh, you killed Greedo. Why do you have to go and do that? <laughs> well, just pay me back my money and it's, it'll all be okay. All right, Han? It's like J- Jabba feels yeah. too nice in that scene because he's giving Han a break after, you know, frying the bounty hunter he sent after him. Right. And I mean, like, the the, the feared gangster, um, Jabba the Hutt, le- like, lets this dude who owes him money step on his tail and live. Yeah. <laughs> Like, I, I don't, it, it really does not do. Yeah, um, I mean, like, it, it's a the, neat... The eventual Jabba good. Yeah, like it, it's a neat scene to see Jabba the Hutt in a, you know, part other than just the start of Return of the Jedi, but character-wise, it doesn't really fit. Yeah. But, I mean, it is the special edition, so we also got Han... You know, waiting for Greedo to shoot at him <laughs> so he can, you know, force Dodge out of the way and shoot him back. I I I don't fucking care mm. anymore. McClunky. <laughs> I, I knew you were gonna say. Yeah. Uh, okay, also, I can barely breathe because I had to do inventory this week, um, and there was dust over a lot of shit, uh-uh. so, <laughs> so yeah, that's that's how my week has been. I know yours hasn't been much better, but we don't have to go into that if you don't want to. Yeah, I mean, I guess the brief of mine, we almost didn't record, and it would have been because um, I was supposed to be on vacation this week, but then a bunch of people ended up being out with covid at the same you know i found out like last minute that you know the time i was going to be taking off actually a bunch of people were going to be off and they asked if i could come in and i said yes like a dope but then i just got mad about it and then i ended up i mean if if i'd 
continued to stew in that anger, I we probably wouldn't be recording this week. But uh, instead, I just said, you know, I, I can't take this, and I called out. And then um, I was back in today, and it seems like it all worked out fine. You know, the, it, it it's not it it it's this time of the year is not nearly as busy. You know, once the holidays are wrapped up, it's not going to get busy again until like Easter. So the stuff that I didn't do, apparently whoever covered for me, I don't know who, um, did fine with it. And I, you know, had plenty of time to get everything completely caught back up today. So it seems like it all worked out. I'm getting a new vacation next week. Um, we're not recording then. So I guess I'll just use that time for planning for my D&D campaign, which I didn't do, but tonight we're going to be trying out something. I've been doing, you know, Saturday night's D&D sessions for the last year and a half or so, um, but tonight my, my brother got like a D&D board game that I guess it, it plays a lot like D&D, but it's, you know... Well, I guess we'll see how it goes. You know, I'm essentially going to get to be a player in this and not have to do all the DM stuff. And that'll give me some time to plan out um, the D&D session for next week. So. so it worked out, I guess. Yay, it wasn't as bad as it could have been. Hmm. Yep. Yeah. That's kind of how i feel about anyway mm. <laughs> yeah but i mean because aside from that so you know mentally i wasn't really in a place to do a lot of things this week but i have been watching a bunch of dragon ball z kai i think because i i yeah. gotten the first two seasons for christmas and i <clears throat> finished those and i'm partway into season three so i'm up to the point where um Android 17 and 18 have shown up, and then they, you know, woke up Android 16. Oh, wow, you got there a lot. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, they did, it, it did seem like the, the Namek arc went on for a while, but however long it dragged out for, in the original Z, it wasn't that bad, it's just, like, the Frieza fight felt like it took a while, because there were just so many stages to it. <laughs> okay so i'm pretty sure like just um in, in the in the original like just the final fight between goku and frieza is like 12 episodes yeah <laughs> like not 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 even including like gohan and piccolo and vegeta fighting him in his first three forms before that mm. oh yeah. so yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it did still feel like it took a while. Felt like it took a while because it. Yeah. Yeah, because it's just you know like he keeps powering up and so one of them's beaten down, the other and then the other one's beaten down, and it, it is funny watching it and just how like major of a thing it was that Goku was going Super Saiyan. It was, like, mind-blowing oh, yeah. for everyone that he's got the yellow hair and he's, like, unstoppably powerful and Super Saiyan is just a thing people do. Yeah. After that. Like, they... almost immediately after that, Goku's like, yeah, I used to have to get really worked up, but I can just do it now. And just, poof, his hair's yellow. Yeah. 
And uh, they have been chasing that high ever since. Mm. <laughs> like, I... I don't... Okay, the, the Gohan um, Super Saiyan 2 transformation comes pretty close, but I don't I don't think anything else really even comes close to how like how good it feels mm. <laughs> the, f- the first time you see Goku transform. Mm. I don't yeah. Yeah. It's like su- su- Super Saiyan 3 is kind of like yeah, it, it's kind of cool, but also like it it they never do anything with it. Mm. Um, yeah, and then there's Super Four Saiyan. and God and Blue and yeah. Ultra Instinct. Four, four is in GT, so nobody cares. Mm. Um, it still shows up in the card game a lot, though. Because I've been buying packs of the card yeah. game, and they have like the like Sin Shenron and uh, Super Saiyan Four Goku on a bunch of cards. Yeah, people like the the design. Um, they just hate GT. Mm. So. Yeah, I mean, I haven't seen like a lot of cards based on the first half of GT. Like, I think there might be a Kid Goku card or two, but there's not really um, like Super Baby or uh, <laughs> any any of, of the planet hopping stuff. Out of context, Super Baby. <laughs> I mean, out of context, a lot of these names are stupid. Like, I, I just, I got the latest volume of Dragon Ball Super, which I was going to talk about at some point. Um, and there's characters named Oatmeal and Granola. <laughs> I know, but the, there's something about Super Baby. Mm. Like, just out of nowhere that, um, I don't know, that one's special. Mm. Yeah, but like oatmeal, it's funny because they spell it O A T M E E L. So looking at it, it looks like a different word, but you say it out loud, and it's just oatmeal. So it's not like 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 Vegeta. Sure, it's like short for vegetable, but it's just different enough in the way it's spelled and in the way it sounds that it doesn't sound like you're saying you know vegetable every time. But oatmeal, it's just oatmeal. Like that, there's no real attempt to make it any different from oatmeal. Um, if if you knew anything about like classic rock music, I would make you watch JoJo <laughs> just so you could get the references. Mm. But but you wouldn't. So I I have tried to watch of, JoJo and I just didn't get into it. Um, yeah. It. What where did you start all the way at the beginning? Um, I I watched with, some of the beginning. I watched some, like, I, you know, I, I, I've seen, like, an episode or two of the time where Dio was still a regular person and not an evil head in a jar or whatever he turned into. Um, like, the whatever Victorian <laughs> times original JoJo. I've yeah. seen, like, an episode of that. And then I've seen some of, I think, an earlier anime adaptation that wasn't as many episodes where... You know, the, they do the, like, it, it, it's called your stand because it stands beside oh. you thing. Oh, is that the, the, the 90s um, Stardust Crusaders animation, I think, um, you must have seen? Maybe, yeah. Because I've, I've got, a, I can see them on my shelf. I've got a couple discs of it, but it just, it's just called JoJo's Bizarre Adventure on the side. Um, 
But I remember that was at the point, where, like the first story where stands were becoming a thing. And yeah. then I, on Crunchyroll years ago, um, back when like it was all Austin would talk about was JoJo's, uh, watched some of whichever season they went to the desert and there was like a Sandomancer or something. Yeah. Um, like I watched that, that's... a few episodes of that. That's part three. Part three is like almost entirely fights, mm. aside from the very beginning and the very end. Yeah, yeah, because I think uh, I'd which, been to be told fair, to skip parts one and two, so I started on that one. Yeah, I I really like part two um, because it, it's it's really fun and crazy, mm. but like part one's kind of boring and basic. Part three is just way too long and it's mostly fights. Mm. Um. Part four and five are good. Uh, like, you could start with part four. Like, like not not you specifically. Mm. Like, if, yeah, if you want to, if you want to try it yeah. though, yeah. Like, you you could start with part four and get it. Like mm. that. That's that's where it goes from just being a a, a super ghost punchy uh, <laughs> type of show to like being genuinely a good show i think mm. because yeah stardust crusaders is not that good yeah <laughs> like it, it's the it's the one everybody like it's the one that got the 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 manga to be super popular mm. um at least in japan but i don't know i don't like it that much like the 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 end is really good like the the last like eight episodes are really good mm. The rest of it is just, eh, no. Yeah, and like I'm not sure what it is about Dragon Ball that's making it work for me in a way that most anime doesn't. Um, I mean, I think like part of it because I started with Super. It's just I like the campiness. Um, yeah, just like the like like the you know I I like the characters. Like the characters all feel very unique and interesting, and like they've got histories that I've been you know kind of figuring out as I jump back and forth in the timeline um, of like how they all got where they are like it, it's pretty cool how the characters have just been kind of accumulating over time like all these like yeah. enemies and villains and rivals have either become friends or they just keep coming back like Frieza um, and, and right. they just like keep sh- it's almost like a superhero story in the way that like these characters just keep accumulating into the narrative and their relationships keep changing and for the most i mean it's all yeah kind of i don't know just the way that like all these characters like most of them just end up becoming allies and then a new villain shows up and the new villain is either becomes an ally or dies um and yeah i don't know like, like the fights are fine and the like the powering up and stuff it's it's fine i mean you know the any conversation about uh you know whose power level is stronger than whose or whatever like it it's pointless cuz you know they, they just <laughs> like that thank yeah, you <laughs> like there is you know it it the, the every new character that shows up is always just suddenly stronger 
than whatever the strongest thing they've ever seen is, and then somebody else does some super training and unlocks a new ability and is now stronger than that. But then those abilities I, are just rendered immediately useless. Um, the 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 one the one thing about people who like Dragon Ball Z I've never understood is like arguing about power levels. Hmm. It's like like you you are so far off in the weeds. Yeah. <laughs> like if you're trying to argue, argue who has the biggest number. Yeah, no, it's. <laughs> it, I mean, it, it's entirely narrative dependent, and it's just some bullshit they made up to give this sense of escalation. Um, yeah. But like, it's also it's funny how like the narrative is so broken that like the characters will call call that out like <laughs> like by the time the boo arc happens, people are dying, and Piccolo's like oh whatever we'll just collect the dragon balls and bring them back to life stop whining about it like you know like the fact that there's magical yeah. wishing balls and even when like they make up a reason why the the dragon balls of earth oh you can only bring people back once with them oh no oh wait there's other dragon balls on namek and they don't have that restriction yeah. i guess we'll just use those ones oh no they've been turned to stone because the elder died um but whatever we'll just wish the elder back and now he's back and now the balls are back and now we can use them again um, and then like, oh no, we can't use these. But there's the super dragon balls, and they're huge, and they're off in space somewhere. Um, <laughs> like, oh no, oh no, you used the dragon balls too much. Go find this new set of dragon balls to fix your fucking. Yeah, actually, the funny thing with this <laughs> latest volume of Dragon Ball Super that just came out, um, the they mention like, okay, so there's this new villain. And I haven't followed everything that's happened, so I'm just kind of guessing at how it got to this point. But there's this guy named Moro, who's the new villain, who can, like, absorb people's powers and stick them in a gemstone in his forehead. Because he's yet another Dragon Ball villain whose ability is he steals other people's ability. Like, that's, you know, Ginyu and Cell and Super Baby and just so many other... And Majin Buu, you know, that they all have the power to steal other people's powers. Um... He ends up stealing this, like, angel's powers, and um, it becomes too much for his body to contain, and it seems like his body's going to blow up. But then he fuses himself into the earth, and like I'm inter when they adapt this to animation, I really want to see it, because this is like a fight where he's just a face, like this giant face popping up out of the ground trying to eat Goku. Um, it's just, it seems like a cool visual. Um, but, yeah, so he, he fuses into the earth to contain this massive angel power that he's trying to absorb, and, um, they talk about how, like, you know, the, the, if he dies, the earth itself will be destroyed, which means they can't use the Dragon Balls of Earth because there won't be an earth, and they talk about, like, well, we can just go get the Super Dragon Balls, right? They're off in space. But then they say, no, no, the explosion will be so big it'll destroy the entire galaxy. So, it's like, oh no, we can't use the Super Dragon Balls. Um, uh, did the sound dip, or is that just my headphones? Oh no, that that was that was me um, messing with settings that I shouldn't have messed oh, okay. with. Um, but yeah, so that they come up with a bullshit reason why they can't use the Super Dragon Balls. Because it's escalated to the point that Goku is fighting a guy who is fused with the entire Earth. And if he dies, he will explode and destroy 
the galaxy, I guess. Um, but then they do basically the it's not a spirit bomb, but it's basically a spirit bomb in that I guess Vegeta now has the ability to channel chi. So everybody sent like everybody in the world sent or every you know allies the the powerful fighters and stuff send their chi to Vegeta so he can throw it all as a big energy ball at Goku so he can recharge and do his ultra instinct super move to break the gem that's containing the angel power and defeat Moro without um you know destroying the whole earth in the process. Yep, it's not a spirit bomb, it's a soul explosion. Yeah. But it is cool, because, like, Majub, or not Majub, um, I think it's just Oob at this point. Uh, yeah. Maybe it's just a name difference, but, yeah, Oob actually, it, like, everybody sends their chi, and it's not enough. Um, but then suddenly there's a huge burst in chi, and you see Oob is sending his chi, because, um, Boo goes to him in the form of the, um, uh, what, like, the Kai or something that Boo was, his innocent form came from. He, like, he, oh, yeah, he shifts the, into the... that form and goes to Oob and tells him how to send his energy. Because Oob nice. has all the energy because he's the reincarnation of the powerful evil side of Boo. But... So, yeah, it was kind of cool getting to see Oob get to do stuff. Um, yeah, for once, even though he's been, he's been around the whole time, he just hasn't... Well, yeah, it's just because he was a kid at the end of Z, and he's still right. a kid in Super, and it, it's not till GT that he gets to you know, be old enough to do stuff. But they're, you know, staying away from GT. Like I don't think they've directly contradicted GT, aside from... Goku now having powers that he didn't seem to have in GT, but it seems like they're just gonna, you know, play it in a way where GT can exist, but it doesn't yeah. matter if it does or not. Yeah, I mean, it It happens after the end of Z, so, um, like, really, they can do anything... Including killing off characters because they always come back anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they'll just be like, oh, Goku didn't use this power because he didn't think he needed to. And then he got turned into a kid, so he lost it. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess, like, Moro destroyed a few planets, but let me see if I can find the page. They, they go through, uh, let's see, okay. And so the universe was back to the way it had been. Um, except for the. Oh, wait. Okay. Now that was stuff before that. Um, yeah, they go over a, a guy returns to planet Namek, power of the resurrected Dragon Balls, restored the planets caught in Moro's wake, and revived the beings who'd been killed. So, yeah, so every, everybody who died uh, was just wished back, and everything came back except for that one angel, because I guess he broke the rules in trying to help against Moro in the first place. But then it turns out they reincarnated him as a mortal. Um, so he's around. <laughs> so they, there's just like another super powerful mortar, mortal just wandering around. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then you get some funny stuff. I guess Beerus also has some punishment for uh, his involvement in 
that angel breaking the rules. So you, there's like a panel of um, the Zenos writing him and one of the <laughs> and the, I think like Grand Kai or whoever that guy was. They're writing them like how many are there now? Hmm? How many Zenos are there two. now? Oh, there's still there's still two. two, but they're they're playing horsey with Beerus, so they're like riding on his back and jumping up and down <laughs> on him and pulling on his eyelids. So. <laughs> Uh, God's a dick. <laughs> yeah, but no, the Zenos are still just these dumb, happy children. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Dragon Ball goes places. You'd never think, um... You'd never think a, a show that got started with a child being shot in the face would, uh, eventually lead to... Um, two godchildren riding a cat. Mm. Yeah, no, it, I mean, yeah, it's it's just great, like the variety of like the character design, but also their commitment to keep using these characters and bringing them back for stuff. Yeah, just wait till you get to Monster Carrot. Mm. Yeah, and also with, with like um, Z Kai, <laughs> like I'm starting to see now more, especially since I've seen some of original Dragon Ball, how um, like the androids fit in everything because it feel you know like like the first part of Z feels like a pretty straight through line of escalation of Goku's brother shows up and that leads to more Saiyans showing up with Vegeta and Nappa which then leads to you know like basically going up the threat chain of it's like okay so vegeta was working for frieza so then they have to fight frieza and the frieza force um and then <clears throat> after that it you know move well like i for, I, i'd forgotten the whole thing with like cyborg frieza and that was kind of funny because it's like they spent so much time fighting frieza it made him like such a big deadly threat and then he just shows up on earth as a cyborg and trunks just cuts him in half like, yeah. like trunks is just he's already got all the powers that goku spent all that time leveling up to and just you know like thrashes him easily like trunks's most important power is making girls cream their pants mm. um that's what he's there yeah, for. Like, Cyborg Frieza and King Cold were just a joke when they showed up. Um, yeah, a literal yeah. joke. <laughs> yeah. And then it moves on to the androids, and that, you know, the Red Ribbon Army connection is where it clicked for me. Like, okay, that's that's why these guys exist, because it's like not really connected at all to this whole threat from space you know Frieza's army and all of his various underlings and their connection to the saiyans it's like the androids are more connected to the enemies from uh original dragon ball and just right. you know it's decades later and they're coming back now which yep. then escalates its way all the way up to cell and then i guess when i like i've seen the boo arc from when they awakened boo but I haven't seen the stuff in between Cell and that, so maybe that'll give me some more yeah. context for how and why Boo exists it, in this universe. It's mostly just um, 
Well, there's there's a there's a long string of just like Gohan, uh, mm. <laughs> like being a high schooler and being a superhero on the side. Yeah. Um. And then basically they like all those super powered people join the world t- tournament. Goku gets a day of life um, because he. he do you know who Fortune Teller Baba is? Did you get that far in Dragon Ball? Um, is she the witch? She's like, yeah, she's a little witch that rides around on a crystal ball. I think I saw her in like one episode and then I ran into her in the Kakarot game. Yeah, she apparently, she has the ability to bring somebody back from the dead for a day. Mm. And uh, so... Well, yeah, because Goku had Goku. decided to stay dead after Cell, if I remember right. 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 And, uh, so the day he comes back for is the world tournament, because, like, spending time with his family isn't important. He just wants to fight. Mm. Um. Yeah, and that is, like, you know, I was mentioning the things where they, like, call out their own bullshit in this series. And, like, a couple times in the new volume of Super, they're, like, People call out Goku on how fucking stupid it is that he'll have the villain on the ropes and then, you know, like, help them get back up because he just wants a good fight. Like, yep. you know, people's lives are constantly in danger because he cares more about having a strong opponent than he... Like, even, you know, like, the, the whole fight with Frieza, it's like he had him there sliced in half on the ground and then decided to give him a little bit of extra energy because he just wanted to fight him again. Knowing that this guy was like a cruel emperor who like murdered Krillin and a bunch of other people. And, you know. Like, I don't know if it's because I, Goku's too trusting or because he just has really bad priorities or probably a mix of both. It's. It's his, like, inherently naive nature combined with his. Um, his childhood his brain want injury. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that that's part of the naive mm. thing, um, like combined with with him, like not wanting to kill powerful people because he wants to fight them again. Except in the movies where he just murders, mm. <laughs> he just murders every enemy. Yeah, no, well, yeah, those aren't canon, so nobody's coming back. For right, those. like he he impales Broly <laughs> with his fist. Mm. <laughs> yeah. But now the new Broly in the timeline, he just dropped him off on a planet where he'd be safe. Yep. <sighs> I wonder if that Broly will ever become an ally. Like, that could be cool if that happened. I, I don't know if he would work as... Cause like the, he's like a berserker, mm. right? Like He gets mad and he can't control himself. I, I feel like he would be jumping the shark at that point if he, like, just always fought on Goku's side. Well, yeah, I mean, point. he'd probably turn against him when he goes in Berserker Rage, but but Goku always wants to yeah. fight powerful and, you know, opponents anyway, so. Yep. Imagine if Goku just killed everybody, how few characters there would be. Because, mm. like, Tien would be dead, Piccolo would be dead, Vegeta would be dead. Yeah. Mm. 
I mean, Yamcha would technically be dead. Again. <laughs> I mean, I guess Piccolo would also be again, because he's died a bunch of times. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, Krillin's died, like, what, four times at this point? Like, yeah. it's not even a yeah. thing. Like, he goes to the, af- he, he goes to the afterlife, um, like, eats dinner, and then goes back home. Mm. Yeah, I wonder, do they just all get a free pass to King Kai's house now? Like, they don't have to walk the snake way or anything, they just show up and Yama's like, yeah, okay, go straight to Kai's house. Or, I, I don't know, I, at some point, because King Kai is a big part of, like, at least up to the Frieza arc, but by the time it's Boo, it's like the Grand Kai, and there's like multiple Kais, so I don't know when that transition happens. Um, so, at, at the end of, uh, the Cell fight, um, Goku blows up King Kai's planet. Okay. Uh, and then at the beginning of Boo, like, the, the, the transition from, like, what happened after Cell to, like, getting into the actual Boo arc is that the... The Supreme Kai, the little purple guy with the... Um, yeah, the, the old guy with the, the earrings. Yeah. He um, he joins the tournament. Um, they got these two human guys with magic uh, bobbity power hmm. that join the tournament and kick the shit out of Videl. And then the Supreme Kai basically tells him, okay, here's everything. We need to stop this monster from resurrecting to save the universe. Mm-hmm. And then blah, blah, blah. Um, Z-Sword, un- unlocked potential, all that stuff. Mm. So so is the King um, Kai dead? Yeah, I mean, he's dead, but he's already in the afterlife. Oh, so is he <laughs> so, double dead? Like or? he... Yeah, he he just has a halo now. Okay. Yeah, because it, it seems like he was like a big part, and then just hasn't really. I haven't really seen him much. You know, I guess after Cell. It, it's yeah, like, like his, the his ethereal role, his role in the story focused more. Well, it's like focused on the Grand Kai's, except I guess by Super, that role is now Beerus and Weiss. Is the ethereal yeah, he, character who knows everything uh, yeah because like, King Kai's role in the story in Z was just to give dead characters something to do mm. and and communicate across long distances um, and I, I guess by the time Super comes around um, there's other characters who can fill that role yeah so, yeah because it's like they need like a godly angelic ish uh figure to fill that role and i guess it's beerus and weiss now because <clears throat> it was like grand kai in i guess the boo arc and also even in the xenoverse game that's it's usually grand kai who's doing that kind of role yeah what were we talking about uh dragon ball stuff <laughs> Um, yeah, I like the part where Vegeta is a bad guy, and then he, he stops being so bad, mm. 
and he's just kind of bad, and then he eventually becomes not bad. Mm. Yeah, I finally have context for his cool. Batman shirt. The, <laughs> like, I know, I knew it was like a meme, but I didn't know that in the show itself, it's a joke. <laughs> that Bulma <laughs> yeah. just gives him this pink shirt that says Batman on the back after forcibly <laughs> laundering his clothing. Yep, and then they fuck. Yep. Yeah, no, yeah, Trunk shows up and, like, very embarrassed tells Goku that his mom is Bulma and his dad's Vegeta. And then sometime in the three years after, they fucked and had a kid. Yep. Do you know the reason why that happened? Um, because Bulma yells a lot and Vegeta likes that. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> it- it's it's because Vegeta knew that Goku got powerful by training in gravity, um, like the the enhanced gravity on the spaceship that um that Bulma's dad built to get to Namek. Okay. So he make he makes her dad build a new spaceship so he can train and become a Super Saiyan, and then he does, and, and then they fuck, and, and that makes him horny enough to. Fucker on the spaceship? <laughs> yeah, I guess. I don't know, like, when exactly they fuck. Um, I mean, yeah, because they don't really I, put I, an age on baby trunks when uh, he's there three years after future trunks show yeah. up. Apparently nobody talks between huge world-ending fights. Mm. <laughs> yeah, it's like, like everything just conveniently quiets down after the big fight so that they can spend a year waiting for the Dragon Balls to recharge and uh, yeah. do as many wishes as they need to fix everything before the next big fight like, starts. Nobody, no, nobody has a fucking phone. Mm. Like, they, they can they can fly hundreds of miles an hour, mm. but, but they, never, they never talk. Like, they never get in touch. Mm. No, because they're all training in between. Yeah, you know, training by I, I guess just like sitting on a mountain or something. For well, that years. that's what Piccolo yeah. does. Yeah, he was like sitting in the middle of a glacier, and they had to wake him up to tell him <laughs> that the androids were there. After a thousand years, <laughs> I my head is just filled with um a bridge quotes mm. this whole time. I, I I have to let you know. Yeah, I mean, I'll probably have to watch Abridged again, now that I have more context. Yeah, now you can get the jokes. Yeah, I mean, I do like the joke with Shenron. Just being like, oh, it's you guys again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The <clears throat> There's a bunch of jokes that you, you would just not get the first time around. Like, it's, like if you haven't seen Z. Mm. Like, the, there's a lot of shit that just flies over your head mm. still funny though what were we talking about <laughs> um dragon i mean because aside from dragon ball stuff the only i i, I mean I, i've seen boba fett we already talked about that um i've been playing skyward sword on switch it's better than it was on wii um and you know, i don't hate it it's not the best zelda by a long shot but it's fine did Um, you did you stab the big black piranha plant 
the 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 wiggly toed Muppet Shark Monster. Yeah. Yeah, I beat I I beat <clears> the <throat> first fight with him. I haven't had the second fight yet, or the third, because I think there were three. Um, but no, I beat the first one. I done. I did the first three dungeons, and then on the second set of three dungeons, I just finished the second one. So there's a third one, and then I think there's one more. Cause there's a lot of backtracking in the game. Um, there's only like three regions you go to uh, on the ground, plus you know Skyloft and all the cloud stuff. But they make you go to each of those three regions, I think, three times. There's like three separate dungeons in each one that you have to go through. So, yeah, I'm on the, yeah. the second trilogy of dungeon crawls. That sounds lame. <laughs> I I hate backtracking. Yeah. Well, I, I, I guess you're backtracking to get to a new location, so it's not that bad, but... Yeah, it's like, well, because, like, the forest area, the first time you go through, you go and find this, these, I guess, pre-versions of Kokiri called Kikwis that are, like, these chubby bird guys with bushes growing on their backs. Um, so you, you go and rescue a bunch of them, and then they tell you the way to get to the forest temple, and you go to the forest temple, and you beat it and get whatever item thing it was you were trying to call I think at that point you were just chasing Zelda everywhere and she was always you know ran off before you get to her um but yeah so you go through that forest temple and then on the second run through that same forest area you need um sacred water that you have to give to the water dragon so that the water dragon will open up the water temple that you have to do. Um, and the place you get the sacred water is at the very end of the forest temple. So you have to run through the entire forest temple again, except most of the doors are still unlocked from your previous time, so it's not as involved as it was the first time. But it's still... You're backtracking and having to go through the same dungeon that you already went through so that you can get an item to bring back. Um... So yeah, yeah no, there's just that, a lot of backtracking that feels like it's just padding out the length of the game. Probably limitations of the Wii's hardware or something. Yeah, that's like the bad part of Metroidvanias I don't like. Is mm. like having to go through involved sections multiple times to to unlock things that you've found an item for. Mm. And I know Zelda isn't usually a Metroidvania, but it sounds like that's kind of what that one is. Yeah. Or. Mm. I mean, kind of. Yeah, it's it. It doesn't have what you know. It, it, it's more linear, I guess, than the Metroidvania. There's like it's usually pretty clear which area you're going to go to next. Um. So. It's not as much, although there is, there definitely is a lot of me running around not sure, like, I know I'm in the right region, but I don't know exactly where I need to go next, um, more than a lot of Zeldas, it seems like it, there's just a bunch of points I've run into where it's not really clear 
where I'm supposed to go next, and I have mm-hmm. to just kind of run around and try to find the whatever it is the game wants me to find. But yeah, so I I played um bunch of that. And then I played a bunch of the WarioWare game for Switch, which it, it's fun. I mean, uh-huh. it's it's WarioWare. It feels, you know, it's, it's a bunch of mini games. I don't know if it's actually less mini games than WarioWare games usually have, or if it just feels that way. And I just, you know, it's been so long since I played one, I didn't realize there weren't really that many games in it, but... Huh. Yeah, it 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 seems like they would just keep adding more, right? Like, <laughs> well, each time they um, there's usually some kind of gimmick to the game. You know, like any like the DS or 3DS ones would have like a touchscreen gimmick to the games because they usually uh. WarioWare games are very quick, like the, you. You know, like you're playing a bunch of like mini games that are each only a couple seconds long, but they require you to do something, which is usually a way of showing off whatever weird, quirky things you can do with the technology. So, like the one on Wii had a lot of games that either involve pointing at the screen, or like there was one where you have to drop your remote. Um, And so, yeah, like the so the Switch one. has like the the gimmick for it is that um all like the side characters are playable and each one has like a different way of attacking and a different way of moving like some of them can float around some of them are like jumping um so they all control differently but they can all be used to play the same mini games so the games will play a little differently depending which character you're playing as Oh, and right. then there's an oh extra... yeah they 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 played that on Game Grumps. I forgot they did. Okay, yeah. I I remember that part now with the uh, different characters. Yeah, yeah, because it's got the different characters, and if you're playing two player, then you can get even more variety out of it because you'll have two people playing with different play styles. Or there's a couple of them, like <clears throat> Dribble and Spitz are in these like little airships that shoot. But one of them only faces right, and one of them only faces left, and yeah. that's like player one and player two. But since I'm cool. only playing one player, I don't really get to see that aspect of it, and it's I think it's fine. You know, it's a bunch of mini games. I've already unlocked all of them and beaten the whole, like all the courses. So yeah, I'm sure there's like like endurance uh like endless modes and stuff like that right yeah like just yeah and even any of the other courses you can go back and play them and like play till you lose and try to set a high score and you're rewarded with points which you can spend in um like a shop that will let you buy these just random junk items that you can give as gifts to the characters (laughs) <laughs> and um, depending on their personality, they they like some items more than others. So the ones they like more will give you more like experience points. But the experience so, points only unlock like alternate color palettes for the characters. So it's like a dating sim. 
Yeah. You can kinda. you can date Wario. Yeah, Wario and all his friends. You can give them like a golden toilet or a boat or an, <laughs> a clove of garlic or something. And uh, depending how much they like it, they'll get points, and those points translate to level ups in the form. Like they have levels, but also each level has like a title for like what level of office worker or boss they are in the WarioWare company. Um, so yeah, and you as you level them up, you unlock alternate color palettes that you can use for the characters. Huh. So, yeah, I don't know how much there's to really say about that one. Otherwise, I ended up buying Shovel Knight again because <laughs> I found a version of Shovel Knight that came with a Shovel Knight plush, and I didn't have it on Switch yet, so I I have it on Switch now. Finally playing the King of Cards expansion. King Knight has really wonky controls that are hard to get used to. I I played like three quarters of Shovel Knight on the 3DS and I didn't finish it. Mm. <laughs> and I wish I had. Yeah, I, 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 was, I was having a good time with it. I just didn't play the 3DS much. Yeah, no, I, I bought it on Wii U and I think finished the main story and then bought it again on 3DS. And I think on that one I did the main story and also the Plague Knight and also the Spectre Knight. But the King Knight hadn't released yet, and by the time it did, I was only playing Switch, and I wasn't playing the older versions. Um, but now I bought it again and started playing Like, the King Knight, he controls really weird, because his, like, attack style is that you push the attack button and he does a forward shoulder bash. And then if he bashes into a wall that doesn't have any kind of special coating on it... He will, like, shoot up into the air in, like, a spin, and then he can land on things, and that will do damage when he does, like, a spin landing. Um, but, yeah, no, it's, it, it's just, it's control, the controls are weird. Um, and then it also, there's, like, a mini game you can play where it's, like, a card game, but I haven't, I'm just not game-minded enough to really get the strategy of how to do it correctly. Um, uh, so it's like Caravan from Fallout New Vegas. Yeah, I mean, like, any card games that they put into games, I'm generally not good at them. Um, you know, like, like stuff like Yu-Gi-Oh! and Magic, I've played enough that I get how to play it, and I, I get the strategy and, you know, what you're supposed to be shooting for, but when it's just, like, a standard card game where... Well, I guess most of the time there's, like, games in-game things. There's, like, numbers are part of it. And with this game, it's not really like that. It's more like you have a grid that has these gemstones on it. And you can't place cards directly onto those. You need to push other cards onto them. And your cards will all have, like, arrows pointing in different directions. And that indicates the direction that when you place the card next to another card, that you can push that other card in that direction. Um, unless there's an opposing arrow in that same column that it's going to run into, because the opposing arrow will stop you from pushing in that direction. 
Unless you have a double arrow, which lets you override that, but I haven't gotten those. They've just been used against me. Um, and you can push things up to one square off the grid. After that, it can't be pushed any farther. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Like it, it, it makes sense, but there's like a layer of strategy I haven't figured out yet. Yeah, like... Usually, if if it's a if it's a card game and a video game that um that didn't exist before the video game, I usually just don't bother mm. <laughs> because they're usually not fun. Yeah, and it seems like it isn't required because the whole thing with the king knight is that he wants to be the the king of this card game. Um. But the, the rules for the becoming the king say that you have to defeat the three like tournament judges, but they don't specify that you have to defeat them in a card game, so you can just go around and beat them all up, and that counts as winning, <laughs> which is the main story of what he's doing, but also so you can like a play... pacifist mode? <laughs> I mean... <clears throat> you still have to go through the levels, and they didn't give me the option to duel against the King of Pride more, who was the first uh, tournament judge boss. Um, I just fought him in regular combat and beat him. But there are a couple taverns I've gone to where you can play the card game itself and get like prizes and stuff. This sounds like a scam, like Gwent. Mm. Um, That's, I don't think it's actually a scam That was a joke Yeah. Uh, <laughs> is there anything to say About your Pokemon journey That's just begun No because I didn't really get that far And Most of the moves My Pokemon know are like Tackle or Equivalents of tackle mm. So like there's no real strategy <laughs> Going on yet it's just it, don't don't fight the big radicate with hyperfang that can kill you in one hit mm. um and use geodude a lot because nobody has water moves or grass moves mm. and just leech seed everything yeah <laughs> Le- leech seed is the most fun move in the game like it, it especially because um like Okay, like, Gen 1 of Pokemon has a lot of problems, but upon replaying it for, like, the, I don't know, 30th time in my life, like, the biggest issue is that Pokemon have really terrible movesets. Mm. Like, the, the starters learn decent moves pretty early, but no, nobody else does. Um, like... Rattata gets Hyperfang at 14, that's pretty cool. Geodude gets Rock Throw at 16, that's alright. It can miss though. Um, like, Nidoran gets Horn Attack, I think. I don't have one, but I could. Okay, so, so I could what have... level does Nidoran get Horny at? <laughs> Horny at. <laughs> um, I think it's level eight. 
if if my memory's right, I'm pretty sure it is. Oh. Um, it gets horn attack, which is just a better tackle. Mm. Uh, <laughs> that's all any move is. It is a better tackle, except uh, constrict with it, which is a worse tackle. Mm. Um, better tackle with elemental advantages. Yeah, like you you can relate any move to tackle, right? Like. Well, Growl is just I, I guess everything is either tackle or leer. Yeah. See, so you should have said except it affects different stats. You should have said growl because then then that, that's just um Bulbasaur's opening moves. Mm. Tackle and growl. Um or tail whip. Yeah, that's Squirtle. Yep. Charmander is scratch and growl, which <laughs> that's how I have sex. <laughs> but not tackle and growl because that takes too no. much energy. Yeah. All right. Um. So which Pokemon sex move or which Pokemon move is is the sexiest? Mm. Um, uh, Hound? <laughs> that's a pretty good one. Um, Mudslap? I think... <laughs> Giga Impact. Splash? Mm. Um, <laughs> I why am I drawing a blank? Uh, I'm just trying to think. I I've seen some Pokemon porn that uses the you know the good punny attack names, and I'm trying to remember because that uh, mud slap was definitely one that was on the list on that one. Uh, yeah, mm. <laughs> I I can't think of any. I don't know why, um, but but yeah, like the I don't know, like playing a Nuzlocke in Gen One is not terribly hard so far. Mm. No, we've like, got Harden. I, Harden's another one. Oh uh, yeah, of course. I, I I actually made that joke. Yeah, uh, yeah. And, you have to harden and then pound. Yep. Okay, yeah. but you're saying Gen One like, is. It, it, it's it's really basic um, until you get like in level twenties when they ac- they actually start learning moves and shit actually gets like s- not really complicated but just like diverse enough to where it's not just do I have the numbers to hit the things or do I not have the numbers to hit the things. Mm. Um, and I haven't gotten there yet, so, yeah. I haven't gotten anything killed yet, which is nice. Um, but also, I spent a lot of time leveling up. (laughs) Mm. Because Pokemon are weak and frail, and I don't want them to die yet. Mm. 
they they will die in glorious combat and not to a fucking level eight ratata. I guarantee you that. Yeah, you gotta keep all those good pun names around. Yep. They're not all butt names, um, because I feel like that would get repetitive. Mm. But I do want a lot of them to be butt names. Yeah, um, I just have to remember which one is which. This Jiggles halfway fits. <laughs> mm. She's got jiggly buns. My favorite name, um, which unfortunately I'm not using anymore, is Burr Buns. Because mm. it's a burp with buns. Mm. And it sounds like bourbon. Yeah, Hooray. I mean, once you've got a Zubat, you don't need the Pidgey anymore. I don't have a Zubat, though. Oh. Well, you got to have at least one flyer. Yeah, I've got Spearow. Oh. Big, the big ass bird mm. <laughs> which is not true yet it's a very small bird but when it turns into Fero it will be a big ass bird mm. yeah I prefer um, Zubat because you can get the flying but also you can get <clears throat> the poison and, and dark attacks in later generations Yeah, the, the only thing about Zubat is it doesn't learn any flying moves until like level 30 something oh yeah. I think it. I think it learns some earlier and like later generations. Mm. Yeah, but. I mean, I've got one in um, Shining Pearl, which I was playing until I got Zelda, and then I've just mostly been playing Zelda since. Yeah, I I really like Zubat in every other generation except one mm. because it evolves into Crobat, which I I like. Mm. But instead other of the that, really wonky Golbat who's screaming at you, I I love that spread of Golbat. It's disgusting. Mm. I love it. Yeah. It got his t- tongue hanging out with like drool everywhere. Um, yeah, and just a huge mouth that's like bent yeah. at an angle. It is ninety eight percent mouth. Yeah. And then there, there's Sandshrew just like sitting there like a little baby. Mm. I love I love Gen One sprites. They're so weird. Mm. Like Jigglypuff is like <laughs> Jigglypuff looks like it's high, like like it's got one eye just way bigger than the other. It just looks like unsymmetrical. Mm. <laughs> yeah, mm. pretty good how they can convey the entire Pokemon in only two colors. Yeah, I, 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 I'm I'm running it on an emulator, and I I think it's going like the original Game Boy colors, mm. not, not like if you played it on an actual Game Boy color where it would just be like blanket blue or red. Yeah, no, it's original Game Boy grayish green and darker yeah. grayish green. Yep. Oh, and it, if if I capture a bell sprout, which I might today, um, I will call it bell slut mm. because that's pretty funny. Yep, yeah, with its sassy feet things. Yeah, feet roots. But it if if I run into an abra and I catch it, the game is over. Mm. 
Because you caught a Brom? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I really don't have anything else to say. Like, it, it's it's slow because it's a Nuzlocke and I don't want anybody to die. Mm. Um, which, which is kind of boring so far, to be honest. Um, mm. and it, it's not really difficult because so I can do basic. It's basic like a fire game. emblem game where you just end up playing <laughs> the same parts over and over to make sure nobody dies. Yeah, kind or of. Or just playing them very carefully so nobody dies. Like, here's the thing I hate grinding. Mm. <laughs> um, so this is going to be a real test of patience for me. Um, it, so you're trying when you said you were going to go mad playing Pokemon games. You're trying to make it happen in the first one. I guess. I don't know, like I might, if the grinding gets too bad, I just won't nuzlocke like gens three, four, and five. Mm. Um, I'll wait until maybe six, where they have the the universal um, experience share. Yeah, I mean, even Gen two seems like it'll be hard to. Do the Nuzlocke yeah, on, the, especially when you get up to the Dragon Gym. The 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 experience economy in um, Generation Two is already very bad. Mm. Like like last time I played, my starter wasn't even fully evolved by the time I got to the Elite Four. Mm. Um. So yeah, that's that's gonna suck. Um. If I get too bored of it, I'll just stop. Yeah, makes sense. Because like, if I'm not enjoying it, what's the point? I wanna, I wanna go crazy by having repetitive Pokemon fights for a whole year, mm. not, not having really repetitive Pokemon fights for a year, mm. and and also having them die, which is a feeling I have not experienced yet, but I will, and that that's gonna suck. Mm. Um, because if if I do Nuzlocke like Gen four and five, which I, I, I'm I'm basically not at all familiar with, because I I played them once a very long time ago. Mm. Um, I feel like I'm just gonna get swept out of nowhere a lot and have to start over. If I do that, I'll get pissed, and um, then I'm just gonna play the game the the old easy way yeah i mean th there's nothing wrong with that i just wanted to try something new mm. yeah um also i just remembered should we talk about loki now that you've seen loki yeah sure um uh, that was kind of confusing mm. <laughs> like i i I I understood what was happening at all times. Um, it's just I, like I, all the timeline hopping, or like I. Well, that's the the thing, right? It's like there's a lot of timeline hopping, but every the time is consistent and like outside of the timeline. Yeah, yeah, and it probably doesn't really add up the way they seem to think it does, but 
like, I guess the idea is the they wipe out enough of the things that are causing the timeline to change that it forces it back into a straight-ish line, although I think the implication by the end is that there, there may be parts where the timeline diverges, but Kang doesn't really care about that. He just cares about preventing the other more sinister versions of himself from happening. So he's just pruning the timeline in parts where it will cause Kang the Conqueror to become Kang the Conqueror instead of becoming he who remains the version of him that we see at the end of the show. Like, I think all the timeline pruning is just about him preventing his evil selves from coming to pass. It, it's it 100% Kang the Conqueror? Uh, or was that just the implication? The, the guy at the end? Yeah. Yeah. No, that's it. It's the same actor they cast to play Kang the Conqueror in the upcoming Ant Man Three: Quantumania. Um, okay. But in this, he's called He Who Remains because he's, I guess, the good version of Kang, or like the the nicest version of Kang that can exist. And he's been he's, using the secret knack. police force to prune the timeline to prevent his evil versions from happening. And after they kill him, and the timeline diverges, at least one version of him has now taken over the, you know, time police. <laughs> In at least one reality, because there's probably multiple reality versions of the time police now, and Loki's found his way into one of them, who knows which one. Yeah. One where nobody remembers him, so I guess it's a different one from the one that he was in. Yep, woohoo, more character, um, more, more character resets, that's always my favorite thing about Marvel. Yeah, I mean, at least it does seem like Loki, so far, is the only show that's actually addressing just how confusing and weird the multiverse is. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, I'm, I'm honestly surprised they just went like full straight, like fifty meter dive into it. Yeah, I mean, like, like one of the nice things about that show is there's every episode ups the stakes in a way you're not expecting by the end. The, yeah, like just something completely unexpected happens, which kind of sucked in the last episode that it would end with, oh no, another big exciting. Mm. Raising of the Stakes happened, and that's the end. There is going to be a season two that I think will happen sometime after Doctor Strange 2 has come out, where, you know, the movies really dig into the multiverse as an idea in a way that, um, like, No Way Home just used the multiverse as an excuse to bring the old Sony characters back. But, right. um, Doctor Strange 2 seems like it will really be bringing up like the ideas of variant versions of characters you know like the trailer shows evil strange from what if is going to be crossing over and i from what i've read he's not the only one there's like different versions of wong and different versions of mordo and um yeah like a bunch of different versions of characters showing up in that one um 
Yeah, I... I, I'm not really sure I like the multiverse as a concept for the MCU. Because, mm. <laughs> like, even, like, even just in comics, like, it, it gets weird and convoluted, right? Yeah. Um. Yeah, and in weird ways, it massively escalates the stakes, because it's not just one universe on the line, but also de-escalates the stakes, because who cares if Gamora dies? They've got another Gamora now. Yeah. There's always another universe. Yeah. Um, like, I, I like the multiverse as an excuse to just tell, like, really weird out there stories. Mm. Um, yeah, but, but also, like, you could just, you frequently could, you could just crossing anyway. over between universes is where it starts getting messy. Yeah. Like, we don't... We don't need the actual Marvel zombies in the MCU. Mm. <laughs> like, we can keep that in what if, right? We don't. We don't actually need them. That can just be a thing. Like, don't don't actually do it, please. Yeah. Not that I think they will, because that would. If they do, it'll just be like a one-off, because it yeah. does seem like, you know. Like... The, there are consequences to the things that happen that carry over into future things, but there's also, you know, always an element of resetting back to, you know, a place where it doesn't just completely wreck everything. Aside from, like, yeah. Endgame, that just, I mean, that was the big ending event, so that has, like, had repercussions that keep coming up in, like, everything after. Yeah, I mean that's been like three years, and we still <laughs> we still haven't seen like almost any of the consequences from that yet. Yeah, well, I'm aside uh, it, it's, aside from Spider Man. Yeah, I mean it's it's kind of in small ways, but the, you know most Marvel things since Endgame have had at least one character who's like, yeah, I was dead for five years. Um, yeah, and maybe it's important, and maybe it's just a joke. You know, like, yeah, there's been, like, Falcon and the Winter Soldier had that whole thing with, you know, half the world being gone and then coming back and the people who, you know, felt disenfranchised by that. What? What show? Um, Bird Boy and the Cold Boy. Yeah. <laughs> Close enough. <laughs> Bird Boy. <laughs> I, I like. I like our names for things. Mm. They're they're pretty good. I'm tired, in case you couldn't tell. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, I mean, we we've made it 90 minutes so far, so we've got most yeah. of an episode. See, see, I have no idea what to say about Loki because the the show is so like different on a minute to minute basis that mm. I don't I don't even know what to grab onto. Mm. Like I. I like that it keeps a good pace and doesn't really even want to slow down ever. Mm. But it also makes it hard to talk about because there's no time to really process anything. Yeah. And I mean, I don't know what to say about, you know, aside from like Crocodile Loki's fun and <laughs> Ms. Minutes is a fun character. Like there's just, there's a lot of fun character designs. They're just like weird and quirky and, yeah, I and mean, I just like you know, even like just all the variant Lokis at the end of time. Like that was just a fun episode. I, 
I really liked um, when they were at the end of time and like there was like a gang of Lokis. Yeah. That that busted in and trying then, to get the, thr- the the meaningless throne. Yeah. And then they all just started betraying each other. Yeah. Yeah, it's President Loki and then he gets stabbed in the back and then all the other Lokis are just fighting. Yeah. Because they're making fun of Thor Thor movies. Mm. Because that that's what always happens is he he gets Thor to trust him and then he betrays Thor. Yeah. So Yep, they're paying off that in case you couldn't tell. Mm. <laughs> Which they already did that in Thor Ragnarok, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it's still funny. I, I, I don't. I in, I enjoyed it. Um, I wonder if they'll come up it? with a reason for Loki to show up in Thor: Love and Thunder, or if they'll just I keep him separate. He should stay dead, mm. and 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 like the main MCU. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure the movie's already got enough going on. They've got uh, Jane Foster coming back and becoming Thor, and Christian Bale playing some bad guy who I don't remember. Um, oh, is that what's happening? Yeah, I. I have not kept up on news at all. And I, I, from what I remember, and you know, all these movies have been delayed so much. It's like I read this like a year or two ago. I think Christian Bale is playing the villain in Thor Four, and he's like a god killer. I think, like I don't know, someone goes around killing Asgardians, maybe. Um, I'm, I'm not sure. I just remember the casting news. Okay, yeah. Um, I really don't know much about Comic Thor at all, so I don't mm. know who that could be. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, whatever. We'll see when it comes out, I guess. Eventually. Yep. I... <laughs> I mean, I, <laughs> In I, five years. Yeah. Like, these movies, they're, they're still fun, but the, they do feel pretty disconnected from each other in the broad sense. Yeah, there's just not as much of a through line of what's going on or, or why we should care. Yeah, like they're obviously doing something with the multiverse. Um, like across all their shows, except maybe Hawkeye, because I haven't seen it yet. Hawkeye doesn't have any multiverse stuff. Um, but yeah, it's like, like on the grand scale, the multiverse is happening. And on the small scale, in a way that will probably happen before the multiverse really pops off, I think multiverse is going to be the new Infinity War. That it's like the big through line that will affect, you know, lead up to whatever grand confrontation happens at the end. Probably with Kang, maybe. I don't know. We'll have to see. It depends what happens with Kang in Ant-Man 3, if they just shaft him or if he's being set up for something in the future. But on the smaller scale, Hawkeye, Birdie and Colt Boy, and uh, <laughs> Black Widow are all building toward uh, Dark Avengers, it seems like. Because they've got, um, what's her, like, Madame Hydra, whatever her name is, who, you know, recruits um, 
Black Widow's sister to go kill Hawkeye. Um, and that plays out in Hawkeye. Um, I don't know, you know, if she's going to turn on... I, I mean, I think she already knows not to trust Madam Hydra now, but... Um, and then in uh, Birdie and Cold Boy, uh, she also shows up to recruit U.S. Agent to be part of her team, so it seems like, yeah, she's probably building the new Avengers team as a bunch of morally ambiguous knockoff versions of the original Avengers. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if she goes and grabs Abomination next as the new version of Hulk for that. That'd be cool. Um, seeing him for the first time in <laughs> over a decade. Well, he does show up in Shang-Chi for like a oh, okay. quick cameo where he's in a pit okay. fight and then leaves. So yeah, probably. <laughs> they gotta do something with him then. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know, maybe she'll, she'll get someone to be the new Iron Man. Maybe uh, it'd be cool if they yeah. brought Justin Hammer back. Give him a suit. Yes. Make him the new he's... Iron Man. The Dark Iron Man. He is one of like three good things from the Iron Man sequels. Mm. <laughs> the the other two being um I can't remember. Um shit. Um yeah, anyway. Oh, okay, so <laughs> do you mean things specifically from the sequels that weren't in the original? Yeah. Um like uh I like Happy. Well, yeah, he was in the original. Uh, he was he, in the he was in the background. In yeah, the he wasn't as like, much in it, but yeah. Yeah, like I don't, I don't. Did he even have like a speaking role? I think he did. I mean, it's it's the director, John Favreau. Yeah, and I, I. But I know, but like I don't. Yeah, he did. Like, I don't think he did as much in the first one. Yeah. Um. Anyway, <laughs> I my my thoughts are very disjointed today, and I'm not sure why. Mm. I haven't been sleeping a lot lately, um, because mm. I've been congested because allergies yeah. from year year old dust that I inhaled. Mm. Um, yeah. Snorting too much dust. Yep. Um. Yeah. What What else do we have to talk about? Um. We'll talk about Spider Man again. Um, I guess. Is there more to say about yeah. Spider Man? Um. I I like the part where. Um. Where Ned does magic, and uh, he brings Andrew Garfield back, mm. and uh, he like sticks to the ceiling, and there's like a funny part where he crawls on the ceiling really slow. Mm, yep, yep, that was a thing that happened. Um, let's see, I do remember, I guess the writers of the movie have come out and said that the reason Venom was there was because of the, you know, very short thing 
the Venom said in Venom 2 about a symbiote hive mind that stretches across the multiverse. That it, it is because of that that he knows Peter Parker is Spider-Man and so he got pulled in. Um, did did Electro did Electro ever learn that Peter was Spider Man and Amazing Spider Man too? I don't remember. If he did, it wasn't really a big deal because he cared more about having Spider Man's attention than he did. Uh, you know. Yeah. He, yeah. I don't know. I I I guess um Harry told him. <laughs> yeah, I mean he probably saw him unmasked at some point because all the villains in those movies see Spider Man unmasked by the final fight. Yeah. Is Huh. Is Electro the only villain in any of the Spider Man movies that doesn't have a direct link to Peter Parker? Uh, are we counting Paul Giamatti's Rhino? No. <laughs> uh, what about Shocker? Uh, I, I mean, like, main villains. Um. Um. Like, because Norm, Norman does, Doc Ock does, Sandman does. Sandman, Harry, and um, Eddie Brock all do. Yep. Um. Lizard does. Lizard does. Uh. Harry too, does yeah, and Vulture gets one Vulture, eventually yeah. because he's dating his daughter. Yeah, um, yeah, that that's close enough. And then Mysterio, um, yeah, Mysterio does Mysterio's... because he was manipulating him as an ally. Yeah, I I give Mysterio like a half point on that one. That's close enough. Yeah. So yeah, Electro is the only one that didn't give a shit about Peter. <laughs> yeah. No, Ele- Electro just is a big old dorky nerd who thought Spider-Man loved him because he high-fived him on the street one day. Yeah, that's um parasocial relationships for you. Mm. He's he's just a simp. Electro's a simp. <laughs> he's a spider simp. <laughs> Electro the spider set. Mm. <laughs> oh, that's funnier to me than it is to anybody else, and I'm sorry. I mean, I guess if we count Spider-Verse, Kingpin didn't know any of the Spider-People's identities, I don't think. Except for, oh, I no, guess... that's animated, so it doesn't Yeah, he, like, he did know his universe's Spider-Man was Peter Parker when he killed him. Yeah. Um... See, because, like, even, even in the PS4 game, like, Peter worked for Doc Ock, um, Aunt May worked for, um, oh, what's Negative Man's Yeah, name? Mr. Negative. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Negative. I'm, I'm pretty sure that's the name, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah. It, it is. Negative Man is my OC. Mm. Um, I mean, Negative he, Man is a he's... DC Comics character. <laughs> is it? It's one of the Doom Patrol guys, yeah. Oh, that's right. Okay. <laughs> Mr. Negative. Yeah. 
Not to be confused uh, with the negative zone, which is the place where Mr. Fantastic sends bad guys. Which isn't to be confused with the uh, whatever portal that Superman uses to send people to a different, you know. What is that called? Is that not also the negative zone? Oh, Phantom Zone. Phantom Zone. Okay, yeah. yeah. You ever you ever think about how much like useless knowledge you have in your head, and how like if you you put other knowledge in there, you could like Mm. make a billion dollars. Yeah, Yeah, if I spent all that time, uh, I don't know, learning about crypto or something. And then I could just be <laughs> cheating people out of their money. Yeah, think about how much of a horrible person you could be if you just yeah. put yeah, all your time into crypto. Yeah, just stock market. I mean, that's just the predecessor to that. Yeah. Think about how much money and power you could collect um, by mm. abusing people's suffering. And did I? I went the path of the nerd. <laughs> <laughs> You went the path that uh, you see. You take the path of the yeah. nerd, and the only one that suffers. You're burdened is you. with all this knowledge of the Gensari and how they were a really cool gray <laughs> Jedi order. And uh, I couldn't tell you the first thing about how you would buy a stock or how you would sell it. I don't know how to fix a car engine, but goddamn, if I can tell the difference between the Phantom Zone and the Negative Zone. <laughs> <laughs> Jade, you you're wonderful and I love you. <sighs> okay. Uh, mm. I don't know how much more I could take. <laughs> yeah. I do still have um, the Dungeons and Dragons Mad Libs book, but that's probably a bad idea. I will literally die. Um, yeah. I don't know. Maybe maybe if I laugh, then some of the mucus that has been building itself on my ribs uh, over the past week will loosen itself. Mm. But also, I will literally die, so it might not matter. Yeah. Um, hmm. I mean, I don't know if there's anything to say about it, except that it'll annoy you. But I think oh, I'm no. starting to get into Funko Pops. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> You know, you know what that said about you being a wonderful person, and that I love you. Mm. <laughs> I take it back. I mean, it still fits with being a horrible nerd. <laughs> yeah, you're not even and... a good nerd. You like Funko Pops? Fuck you. <laughs> yeah, like just some of the. I don't know. Like, there's just a couple. Like, I, I think it started. I went and looked in. Because they keep them, like, next to the video games in some stores, so I was looking at them. And they had, like, ones for the Mandalorians, so... Like, they look better when they don't have faces. You know, like the Boba Fett one. I mean, sure, his head's a little flat, because it's Funko-scaled. But otherwise, it's just, like, a Boba Fett bobblehead, and it's got, like, some nice paint. You know, they got, like, all the scratches and stuff on there, so it looks pretty cool. Jade, you were the so, chosen like, I got... one. <laughs> You're supposed to bring balance to my farts. No, no, I just ruined them. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, because I got that one, and then I got a Dark Trooper, and a Bo-Katan, and, and then I got the Ahsoka one, and, and I started looking up more of them, and yeah. they made like a series of gingerbread versions of Marvel char- characters. I wanted to get the Spider-Man, but I couldn't find it, so I got the Iron Man one. See, that that's how it starts, and ne- next week you're going to have gyro-leaded jo- Joker Funko Pop, and then you're going to have... The Conan O'Brien Funko Pop, and then you're gonna get into VTubers. <laughs> you're gonna become a huge simp, um, and then you're gonna be stuck in like a cardboard box, just paying all your money to digital women. Yeah, I mean, I, I can't imagine any. Like, I'm, I'm sure that somebody who tries to collect all the Funko Pops, I can't imagine doing that because there's so many. Of like just there's so many characters of from so many things, like you know like it, it it's cool that you know they represent like they have some characters in there that you will never find anywhere else. Like uh, I'm looking at one in my room now. I've got a Fireman Chicken McNugget. <laughs> you'll, you'll never find a, a Fireman Chicken McNugget toy anywhere else except as a Funko Pop or as like a twenty year old. Happy Meal toy that I probably have in the basement somewhere. Oh, but, um, God. That made me laugh so hard my ear popped. Mm. Oh. Yeah. And they are handy because they're kind of scaled to be, like, large-sized D&D figures. Like, I used the Kool-Aid Man Funko Pop in my campaign <laughs> when they fought the Kool-Aid um, like Elemental Golem that um came up oh, it was no. like an ooze golem um yeah that that one was fun because it was like the setup was that they were dealing with the halloween cereal mascots and so they went to confront count chocula and he was standing there like um dracula and castlevania sipping his glass of wine and it turns out it wasn't wine it was actually the kool-aid man and the kool-aid man just oh yeah burst out of his chest and became <laughs> a kool-aid golem and then they had to fight a kool-aid golem you, you should have made them um like solve a riddle where the answer was oh no oh no oh no <laughs> no instead he was as the kool-aid man was getting ready to burst he was like doubled over in pain like oh no oh no <laughs> <laughs> and then the Kool-Aid man said, oh yeah, and exploded out of him. Uh, that's that's amazing. Yeah. And then like that, because I wanted to use the mashup of Sephiroth's theme with the Space Jam theme, um, I had them go to another dimension to fight uh, Eldritch Basketball God, and the Michael Jordan Funko Pop was exactly the right scale to be a four square size um, large enemy. Did did you include Charles Barkley and Charles Oakley, who are tree people? No, I probably should have, but Darn. it was just a bunch of random cultists, uh, and then the giant Michael Jordan. Giant Michael Jordan is, um, well, I I had a joke, I lost it. Mm. I'm sorry, I'm I'm bad at this. <laughs> Uh, and then, because like, the other time I used a Funko Pop in the campaign was the, they were going into the lair of Pizza the Hut, and the Rancor Pit Monster was instead... Wait, uh, from, from Spaceballs? Well, I 
did the same pun, but <laughs> did he eat himself yeah. to death? Um, no, actually, they ended up feeding him to his pit monster, which was Grimace from McDonald's. <laughs> That's yeah. There's the Grimace was down there in the pit, and they ended up throwing Pizza the Hut into the pit. That's amazing. Yeah. Did we get disconnected? Um, nope. I heard you coughing, and then... Oh, yeah. I died. I waited. This is yeah. my clone. My name is... Brant. Brant, too? No. No, I have some creativity. It's Brant. Okay. Yes. I sound congested all the time, whereas Brent sounded congested about 75% of the time. So you're going to take over for Brent's uh, Pokemon project, or...? Uh, yeah, but I only... I only use Dittos, so... Okay. Yeah. I, I'm doing a Ditto-only run. The the problem is you can't start with a ditto, so it's, that that runs kind of over before it started. It would be kind of hard to fight a metapod with a ditto. <laughs> That's what struggle is for. <laughs> mm. Just a race to struggle first. That's that's actually a one hundred percent win rate, Jade. Mm. Because you... yeah, I guess if you get to go first every time. Well, in in Gen One, um, Metapod, are the 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 AI never runs out of uh, PowerPoints. They've oh okay. They've always so got they'll as just keep hardening forever. Yeah, they've always got as much PP as they need. Mm. They they never they never run out of harden, so they've always got enough PP. Yeah. Uh, they never struggle with how much PP they have. Mm. How many times can I say the same joke over? Is anybody still listening? Because yeah. if so, they must really like you, Jade. <laughs> mm. It's probably just Eugene again. Hi, Eugene. This is Brant. I just want to tell you. Um, cats are pretty cute, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And we'll probably forget in two weeks that you changed your name. Yep. It will just have shifted back. Well, I actually hate my name. It's, um, like one letter longer than it needs to be. So I, mm. I think, um, be burnt. I think ne- ne- <laughs> next week I'm just going to change it to Brent. To be um, to mm. make it easier to f- fill out the paperwork, you know. Mm. So yeah, yeah, just change it to Bran, cause no. I don't know Game of Thrones or something. Oh yeah, I could do that. I'll I'll change it to um, what's a what's a funny character name? Help me out. Mm. I'm bad at change jokes. it to Butts to get me your brand synergy. Yeah, well... The, so you can be butts on all platforms and places in existence. Legally change your name to butts. Well, the, the, the thing with that is that I can't I can't use that name on um, Nintendo. So, like, they'll, they'll reject it. it. It's against company policy. 
So, can you like, do butts with one T or three T's? Oh, maybe with a TZ, it would mm. work because I, I think that's an actual name, like butts. Mm. I think it's German, actually. Um, mm. yeah. Like the guy in Phoenix, right? Yeah, Harry Butts. I know that because I watch Game Grumps. Ooh. Yeah, same. I have not played a Phoenix Wright, but I did see their playthrough of it. You have not played Asexual Lawyer before? Nope. Neither have I played Ace Attorney. Mm. That was the joke. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm really I'm really struggling between thinking I'm the funniest thing that has ever existed uh, bu- uh, but knowing that I am not and it is that the struggle is real let me tell you mm. yeah I'm eating candy and <laughs> hoping it doesn't affect my waveform too much um see my just my breathing affects my waveform because mm. um well I mean that that's pretty easy to remove as a sound because yeah. you know, you just find one example of it and no don't Audacity's pretty good at uh removing the noise that way don't um, remove my breathing um a third clone would be expensive very expensive mm. i don't want to be called brandon or whatever i'll get a bunch of mm. Idiots making jokes about my name. Well, I mean, if you're making the name lower every time or less, you know, I guess you would go to Brant and then Bran and then Bra and then Burr Bra. and then just B. Yeah, I'll just I'll just be B, yeah. and then there will there will be no scientific way I could fly or whatever. Um. Yeah. If I if well, I if I according to all the laws of aviation or whatever yeah according to all laws of aviation there's no way your mother could be that fat <laughs> <laughs> why am I like this uh the dust yeah I'm the dust this week. Blame the dust. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, you saying the dust uh, made me think of pixie dust, which made me remember. Um, I saw an image on Reddit. It was like one of those... Um, it was one of those, like, what is your wolf name? Um, what's your birth? And it's just like the month the month you were born and your first, the first letter of your first name or something. Right, um, and <laughs> it was <laughs> it was what is your vagina called? <laughs> okay, so it's called the name of the name of my vagina is Pixie Pocket. <laughs> spin-off of Polly Pocket. <laughs> Jade, I can't. Mm. Jade, in the show. Do it. You have you have the power. Yeah, 
Okay, well, happy 2022, everyone. See you in two weeks, I guess. <coughs> if I'm not dead. Oh, that was a weird one. Oh, wait, I'm still recording. Shit, leave that in. That's the worst way to end a podcast. <laughs>